When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, um, let, let's get started. Um, let's start with the girls. Uh, I know everybody wants to talk about that 62-point game. We're definitely going to get to that. But uh, let's start with the girls. Down in the eastern part, uh, in the east, 1A, Southside, Falls Lake advance, Robbinsville, Bishop McGinnis. We talked about Bishop McGinnis advancing. But Southside actually lost a chart, Chatham charter 70-53, but then the, the State Association added that as a forfeit. I don't know any more details about that other than um, – than what I just heard uh, or what I just told you guys. Uh, in the 2A, Salisbury and East Berkeley are going to play. Seaforth and North Pitt have advanced in the girls. Uh, 3A got Rocky Mount, Cape Feared in the in the 3A West, Gary. West Rowan at 29-0, East Lincoln at 30-0. Something's got to give to go to the state championship. Something's got to give. That's- I went to see Lake, uh, East Lincoln a couple of weeks ago. And that's exactly what uh, their head coach told me, uh, Coach Ote. He told me, he said, look, it's going to come down to us and West Rowan. He said, we've been battling since last spring in the summer, team camp, summer league. And he told me that's what it's going to come down to. And he was right. Well, East Lincoln girls have been steamrolling the competition. Yes, they have. Yes, Yes, they have. West Rowan won 64-27 on the Ben Smith tonight, and East Lincoln won 56-35 over Freedom. So that's going to be one heck of a battle. Then in the eastern side, Rocky Mountain 29-1 and Cape Fear 25-4. On the western side, Panther Creek beat Chapel Hill 74-32, and they're going to uh, play uh, Hillside uh, in the uh, in the eastern regional final. And in the west, we got Lake Norman 30-0, Charlotte Catholic 25-6, Lake Norman, uh, North Met game, Lake Norman a fit tonight. Got him out of that big-time pressure defense, but they found a way to win, right, Gary? Yes. Um, it was two different games. Uh, the first half, uh, I would say it was in favor of North Met. They had a halftime lead, and it should have been bigger than it was. They missed a lot of layups, a lot of chip shots, but they still went to the half with a five-point lead. And then um, – Coach, is it Mackenzie Graham? Is that her name? At yeah, Mackenzie Graham. Yes, that's her name. Yeah, Mackenzie Graham came out in the zone, and the game flipped. Yeah. Um, I, I told you guys on Monday night, or the night we we taped uh, talking preps, that I thought it would come down to shooting. Yeah. And it's not so much that 
Lake Norman shot the ball extremely well from the outside. It's just that North refused to take any outside shots. Um, once Lake Norman went zone, I got and it. everything was well, in the paint, were you, and they were missed you at- a lot of chippies. Yeah, and uh, their best shooter was in foul trouble. I think her name is Boston Bates. Yeah, she was. Um, and the other shooter is uh, Danera Wilson. I think her name is. Gary, were you at, were you at the game? Physically? Yes, I was at the game. What did you think of the refereeing? Because Rick and I were talking online. It seemed like the officiating was kind of kind of one sided, to be honest. Uh, you know, in all my years of coaching, I never like to blame a game on officiating. No, no, not 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 blaming. Just it just seemed like yeah, the, um, a lot of calls were going one way and not the other. Well, North Mac was obviously the aggressor. One of one of the the uh, characteristics of of North Mac's team is if when they miss a shot, they go after it. You right. know, um, and they get a lot of cheap fouls in the backcourt. Okay. Okay. Um, and so the foul discrepancy may look like okay, they call more on North than they did Lake Norman, but that's just how North plays. You know, okay, it okay. if you remember back in the day, John Thompson's teams at Georgetown, they used to say he used to say they can't call them all. <laughs> well, they yeah. they call most of them. And uh, but there was one call in particular. Um North was down two. They forced Lake Norman to take a shot, which they missed. North got the rebound. The Lake Norman def- defender bumped the North Mecklenburg dribbler as they were trying to get it up court, and she lost control, and the ball went out of bounds. Uh, that's clear advantage or disadvantage. You know, if there's no advantage, you let them play on, but there was an advantage because the ball went out of bounds when the Lake Norman defender uh, bumped the North Mecklenburg player and the ball went out of bounds and referee didn't call anything and um i think north lost their composure a little bit because it was a a bad no call and the fans definitely but gary Gary, north make had a chance to go up three twice and they had wide open one on nothing with their two best players and just blew them and i just blew them you're absolutely right i would say north missed a minimum of 20 shots two feet in the end tonight. A yeah. minimum of 20. It might be more than that. But the two biggest uh, is one that would have tied the game, a breakaway layup. They missed it. And then uh, one that would have put them ahead, and they missed it. Yeah. Uh, both in the fourth quarter. From their two best players, Nevaeh Farmer and um, uh, Kiera uh, Dixon-Booker. Uh, they both missed it, and it's not shots you expect your two best players to miss. And those were turning points, and the referees didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. So that's no, I mean, all and, on, and, on and, and And I don't, I don't want the late normal people to get mad at me. It has nothing to do with you guys. You guys played a great game. I'm just saying what I saw from the referees. Uh, I did see Lake Norman get challenged, and they had to actually come out of what they do and credit the coach McKenzie Graham for switching from the press to the zone because that really worked. And a lot of times coaches, you know, have to don't want to, you know, put their pride in their back pocket and go ahead and play the zone to win the game. But credit to her for doing that because that turned the game because once North Mech had to slow down, Lake Lorman was able to get the, the uh, get control of the game. One one other thing that, that going to a zone did is it allowed them to rest a little bit on defense. It yeah. slowed the game down. 
Yeah. Uh, I think if it would have kept at its current pace, uh, you know, North would have had a better chance. Now, still, North didn't make layups. Um, and that's the key. They you know, we lot. talked yeah, about on the show about yeah. getting the ball out of the, the best player's hands. Well, they prevented Farmer from bringing it up, but the girls that did bring it up for North made good. Uh, they beat the trap. But once it got into a two-on-one or a three-on-one possession, mm-hmm. uh, what do they always tell you when you're playing basketball or coaching basketball in, in a when you have a two-on-one or three-one? The ball handler should do what? Pass it. Well, to stop at the free throw line. Oh, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Stop at the free throw line, make a decision whether you're going to shoot or pass. And it seems like they always chose to shoot. A couple of times they made the pass, but when they did, a lot of times... They made the pass in the first half. I thought in the yeah, second half they um, made the pass. But sometimes they made the pass too late when the defender could play two people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of spreading the... You know, making that one defender have to declare, they got close enough to the defender where the defender could, you know, give a foot fake to the ball handler and then get back to whoever the ball handler passed it to. And so I didn't think they they reacted real well to that as well. But they didn't turn the ball over in the backcourt like other teams have against Lake Norman. Um, but Lake Norman adjusted. Like, like RC says all year long, they know their role. Yeah. And their role is be whatever Christian – Lewis Williams needs us to be. She was really good tonight. And, I mean, oh. she, and they, she wasn't like her normal dominant self, but I mean, she just handled the pressure, got him composed. She had a great block on a breakaway in the first half. I just and, thought she and, was spectacular. Yeah, and Lake Norman, sure. I mean, uh, North Meg didn't, they really worked her in the backcourt. They doubled but, her a lot. Know, she, handled, she handled the pressure, but she would pass ahead to release the pressure and keep running, and they would get it back to her. Yeah. Where she could do damage in the paint, you know, old fashioned give and go, you know, because they would <laughs> relax once they got the ball out of her hand. The defender would relax a split second and she would break to the basket and they would hit her. You know, it, I mean, the, that Lake Norman team is very well coached. They probably the they, best coach team I've seen. In a long time. No, they're, they're very well coached and they're very skilled. They're just a good team. Uh, they 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 are kind of like the the girls' version of Weddington uh, last year. They just play so well together. They're really skilled. They they uh, they they play for each other and they seem you know like they're on a mission. But Gary, here's the question: Can they beat Charlotte Catholic? Charlotte Catholic's in the regional finals for the second time. Uh, Blanca Thomas is a little mad at Randall for taking her out of Miss Basketball finalist. She had 22 points. 15 rebounds, four blocks, and two steals tonight. Up at Watauga, they won 60 to 49. Can Catholic beat Lake Norman? And consequently, can Lake Norman stop Blanca Thomas? Well, it, here's what it comes down to: Who, which team, can play their style for the longest period of time? I mean, they they each know what's necessary to win. You know, Catholic knows. Hey, we got to get the ball in the Blanca. Um, we gotta, we gotta uh, force Lake Norman to put the ball on the floor, not catch and shoot, but put the ball on the floor and force her to Blanca and make them shoot over her. 
Uh, on the other hand, I'm sure Catholic is saying, hey, we got to keep uh, Christian out of the lane. We can't let her facilitate. And we got to make sure we cover those shooters. So it's, it's, it's going to be a, a contest of who can implement their strategy the best. Now, I've seen Lake Norman now about five times. I think I've seen Catholic twice. And from what I've seen of the two teams in person, Lake Norman seems to be able to adjust better than I've seen Catholic adjust. Now, I haven't seen Catholic since January, um, late January when they played Independence over there. I've seen Lake Norman the last three or four weeks, yeah. uh, at least once a week. So, um, Well, give me your winner, Gary. Who's Lake winning? Norman. Lake Norman's winning. Rick, you agree? I would agree. Um, a couple things, and you and I were texting back and forth while I was watching the game on the um, NFHS network. But Gary, yes. one thing that I noticed with North Mech in the first half, and I was telling Langston, North Mech is doing to Lake Norman what Lake Norman did to a lot of other teams. They were putting a yes. lot of pressure on the ball. They were double teaming, um, you know, Lewis in, in the backcourt. And they were doing something that Lake Norman also does. When when they get the rebound, they put pressure on the outlet pass to make it very difficult yes. to get up the court. And, and of course, um, Farmer was having a field day in the first half, just slicing and dicing the press. And, of course, again, a good coaching strategy going into the second half when McKenzie – Graham decided to go to a 2-3 zone to slow it down a little bit and, and cut down on those easy transition points. But I think we've all talked about the game is about matchups, and you hit the nail on the head. Whichever team can, can you know, control the tempo and force their game, you know, if North – I mean, not North Mac, but if um, Lake Norman is able to pressure and turn the ball over um, oh, for Catholic, you know, I think, you know, Lake Norman can win, you know, a little easier – um, but, you know, if they don't force those turnovers and it gets into a half-court set and they can get the ball into Blanca Thomas, and it's going to it's gonna be a very interesting game. Yes, it is. And, Catholic and before, doesn't have the ball we, handlers that North Mac has, Gary. Um, I think Catholic does. I think Catholic's guards are pretty good. Um, okay. From I think they have three solid guards okay. um, that can handle the ball. So I don't think that's going to be as big an issue as it's been in the past. Uh, the previous two years, teams have gone after Catholics' guards. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they figure, hey, let's beat them in the backcourt because if they make it to the front court, we're in trouble. You know, <laughs> well, that's what uh, that's what I was just about to say. If they get the ball to yeah. Blanca, it slice out. <laughs> yeah, like Irene. So um, I she, think Catholic has mission. improved a lot with their guards. Before we change games, I want first of all, I want to give a shout out to the fans. It was a big crowd. It was a huge crowd. Uh, Lake Norman side was full. Most of the north side was full. Um, there were coaches everywhere from, you know, different leagues, the private school leagues, uh, the public school leagues, the greater metro. Their coaches came out and supported. Uh, the the Queen City coaches came out and supported. There were players from all other teams around town and, or in the metropolitan area of Charlotte. It was a nice crowd. Surprisingly, I was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised by how much support that the girls got in a standalone game mm-hmm. um, such as that. So shout out to the fans at Lake Norman and, and the surrounding areas that that and the coaches that came out to support this game. It was it was 
It was a very great atmosphere. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. All right, well, let's uh, jump up to the boys' uh, situations. A lot of great games. Uh, let's, I'll start down in, in, like we did in the 1A. Um, Birdie and Wilson Prep are moving ahead in the eastern side. Uh, Wilson Prep beat Chatham Charter 66-64 in a really close game. Birdie beat Northampton County. On the western side, Eastern Randolph is going to play Bishop McGinnis. Uh, the boys and girls from Bishop in the regional finals. Uh, in the 2A, Goldsboro's playing Farmville Central. I know we talked about Farmville being a heavy, heavy favorite. Rick, do you see anybody in the in the 2A class beating Farmville? Lincoln Charter's going to play Reedsville on the other side. I think it's going to be a Farmville Central-Reedsville game, um, to be honest with you. Um, and, 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 you know, the thing about Reedsville, they have an opportunity to, to make the state finals both in football and basketball, and I think that's very unique. But um, mm-hmm. Farmville Central is just a, is, a, is a class of their own. Um, I just don't see them really having much competition whatsoever. Wow. Okay. Well, if any of you guys listening want to say something, raise your hand. We'll put you in. You can make a comment. Uh, we're going to keep going. If I see you, I'll, I'll add you. Um, in the uh, 3A, Rick Northwood, the team you thought was going to be there, beat Franklinton 59-49 on the eastern side. E.E. E. Smith beat Northern Nash 54-41. Uh, Northwood's going to play E.E. E. Smith. What do you see there? Um, you know, I've been going with Northwood the entire season. I think they just have a complete team. They they have a really good point guard. They got Drake Powell, and they got two guys that are 6'8 and 6'9. Um, they're going to be a hard team to beat in the eastern part of the state. All right, Rick. In the western side, West Charlotte had a five-game losing streak coming to the playoffs. They're going to the western Regional championship game. Came back and beat Ben Smith 66-62. We have a rematch of last year's 3A Western Regional Final between West Charlotte and Central Cabarrus. Tell me what you think. Well, we've said it um, time and time again, you know, with, with West Charlotte being in the Queen City and having to play the 4A teams like Chambers and, you know, North Metcalf and Hopewell, the game was going to slow down tremendously. And them being a number 22 seed is, is really ridiculous, you know, considering, you know, you, you can't just look at their resume as far as their record being in a conference which is one of the toughest conferences in the state of North Carolina. I think we both all agreed that it would probably come down to West Charlotte and Central Cabarrus. Um, I've been with Central Cabarrus the entire season. Um, I think the game will be fairly close, but I'm going with Central Cabarrus. The thing that's really helped West Charlotte is Donovan Raymond is back in the lineup yes. and is healthy. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, my son Colby went to watch the game tonight at Ben Smith in um, West Charlotte, and he said it was a great game. No, it, I mean, West Charlotte, I mean, Jacoby Davis, we don't talk about him enough as a basketball coach. I mean, he only won the state last year, and now he's got his team back to the regional championship game, I and mean, that's as good. That's about as good as you can do. And uh, he's kind of brought, you know, West Charlotte back to what it used to be when they were always competing for state championships. And to do it coming off a five-game losing streak, and I know that we were talking about the speed limit was going to slow down in a couple of weeks. You still got to get there, and the kids are getting beat down a little bit. And to be able to have them reach down and find this and and go win on the road as a a 22 seed over and over and over again and get to now a neutral site game is going to be interesting. And we've been talking about Northwood, Rick, playing Central Cabarrus in the championship, and could Northwood's height, counteract Central Cabarrus' pressure defense, can they see over the top of it? West Charlotte can see over the top of it, and they have good guards. Uh, is Central Cabarrus going to have to get out of what they do, or can they still pressure West Charlotte? I don't think Central Cabarrus is going to get out of what they're doing. I think that's just their DNA. They're going to press no matter what. They're going to come at you 94 feet. They're going to double-team you, pressure you the entire game. They don't know any other system. Uh, they're going to they're go with it. 
come heck or high water. Um, and the other thing I want to mention about, you know, and we mentioned this before, with West Charlotte, you know, they, they were battling that 500 mark throughout the season. But, you know, Jacoby Davis had one message to his team. When you go to the playoffs, you're, everybody's undefeated. And the thing about it is, no matter where you go, it's not going to be more difficult than going on the road to play Chambers, North Mech, Huff, and Hopewell. So, you know, <laughs> right. you know anything right. else is just gravy. So, you know, I think we all expected um, West Charlotte to get where they are, and um, I think it'll be an interesting game. But I, I just think this is the year for Central Cabarrus. It's sort of like a team of destiny. I'll be very surprised they don't. But, you know, if somebody can do it, West Charlotte does have – very talented guards in the backcourt. They're young, but they're very talented. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is Jacoby Davis is going to have a winning program at West Charlotte for many, many years to come. All right. Um, I know what Cameron's going to say, but Mr. Cabarrus County, what do you think is going to happen in this game between West Charlotte team you just saw and the Central Cabarrus team you know well? Well, I'll say this. One team won by four tonight. One team won by 36. I think that's enough said in itself right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've been saying all year long nobody's within ten or something. No one you still believe that. Not, not, not a team in three A. And you know, you talked about how West Charlotte. You know, the speed limit slowed down for them. Well, it's about to speed right back up. Um, <laughs> Central is so fast; they turn you over a hundred times a game. It's it's so fun to watch. I, I mean, guys, I don't know. West Charlotte has really good guard play. I mean, they got two. They have basically two point guards on the floor, uh, and I think that's going to help them against this pressure. And they faced it before. I mean, they know what they're getting into. Last year, Donovan Raymond was not healthy when they played Central Cabarrus. He is healthy now. Um, I, I think this is a toss-up. I don't think it's a 10-point game. I think it's a toss-up, and, and particularly because it's at a neutral site. I have no idea where they're going to put these guys. I figure the 4A West should probably go to Providence. So these guys may end up going to the mountains or something crazy. But I think um, – I think that I think a, a neutral site game will help West Charlotte, um, and, and I think it could be you know down to the wire. Rick, let me take you to the four A East. Holly Springs is going to play Richmond Senior. Paul McNeil came back, and Richmond Senior became a brand new team. Yeah, and uh, you know we we've had Richmond on the radar. You know, ever since Paul McNeil came back to Richmond, um, they've been on a winning streak. They haven't lost yet. Um, you know, he's a super talented player, committed to NC State. Um, you know, depending on which rankings on the national level you look at, some have him as a four-star, some have him as a five-star, but he's he's a top 40 prospect in the country. Um, the thing about it is, you know, when, when you look at their team and compare it, and I've been on the Holly Springs bandwagon the entire year. I think Holly Springs is the best team in the East overall. Um, they got Colin Cole, who's committed to, I think, Georgia State. Um you know, they have shooters, um, they have some good size, but more importantly, they have a tough little point guard in Micah Jones. And I saw the night where he went for 27 points, and he's healthy. I think when they went through the stretch of the season, when they lost their games, he was out with an ankle injury. So, you know, I got to see them play early in the year at um, Tyler's event in Winston-Salem. They went up yeah. against John Marshall, which is a nationally ranked team. I think they're ranked in the top ten nationally. They went up against John Marshall and lost by two and had a chance at the end of the game to tie it. But um, they showed me something then. That was with a healthy team. And like I said, they're healthy again. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to come out of the East. 
Wow. Well, we got a speaker who wants to talk. Uh, fins up. You're on. Take your mic. Take your phone off mute and let us know what you think. Yeah, you haven't gotten to it yet, but I happened to watch North Mech and uh, <laughs> Chambers tonight on the. Uh, oh, you you were one of the 402 people that oh, got in. My God, what a game! That's got to go down as one of the best games in Charlotte. It's got to. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that in just a second. And, you know, if you, you can feel free to come back on and talk, but I have some, I have some definite thoughts. I got a statement I'm going to make in just a second when we get to that uh, game. So appreciate it, man. Stay, stay tuned. We'll all, right. Um, all right, Rick, the, the, as he just said, you know, Isaiah Evans went off tonight. And he, Kevin Durant went to a high school basketball game in Charlotte tonight, and that's not the biggest story in Charlotte. But Myers Park beat Charlotte Catholic 76-44. to they're going to the regional championship game for the first time since 1966, which happens to be the year I was born. Wow. Well, you know, the thing about Myers Park, and I made this comment like when about Christ School. Christ School had the, the best starting five at the private school level. Myers Park has the best starting five at the public school level. They start no one on the starting lineup under 6'3". You know, mm. they have tremendous size. They go 6-3 if they go with Sam Walters or they can go with Santana Lynch. Both of those um, young men are outstanding shooters. You got um, Bishop Boswell at 6-4, 6-5, who's a high major prospect. You got Sir Muhammad mm. at 6-6. Six, six. He's a high major prospect. Uh, you have um, A.J. or Sadiq White, who's 6-9. He's in the uh, sophomore class, and some people have him as a top 20 prospect nationally. you got three high major players in that starting rotation. And then you have 6'8", Elijah Strong, who's a mid-major prospect. There's not many public school teams in the state of North Carolina that has that size. No, they're huge. That amount of talent. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Mars Park up close and personal several times. I remember we had our photo shoot. Randall's not on. We had our photo shoot at Mars Park at the beginning of the year. And I told Randall, I said, this is one of the biggest high school teams I've ever seen. I mean, they are monsters. They look, like uh, col- they look like a college they team. Look like a, they look like a college team and they're skilled. I mean, their point guard is 6'4". I mean, you know, we call him baby Russell Westbrook. I mean, Bush Boswell, I mean, he's really, really good. And they got shooters. I mean, they have everything. Uh, they got eight coaches on the bench. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of, I, and, they have, and they have the biggest fan base in North Carolina. Yeah. I, mean, I used you know, to – I always compared Bishop Boswell to, to a sort of a Jalen Hood, Shafino type of player. Both of them are big, strong, physical guards. Um, both of them can shoot from the perimeter, and both of them are very good defensively. Bishop Boswell is one of the better defenders in the state. So, you know, and also Sir Muhammad. So you, you got a team that can do it both on the offensive end and also on the defensive mm-hmm. end. And, you know, reading the article, and I was watching going back and forth, and I was watching the start of the second half, and I saw where the coach, you know, from Myers Park, Coach Scott was making a comment. He said, I told the team, I just want to go out and get three stops at the start of the second half. They got four. But they have the ability, especially with the length of Sadiq or A.J. White, to really prevent people from scoring at the rim. And they're so good defensively on the perimeter. Uh, they force you to the sidelines. Like, um, they push you to the sideline. They're not going to allow you to get into the paint, into, into, the, into the lane. Um, they're very well coached, and they do an extremely good job, and they do it on both ends of the court. Yeah, I know that's uh, that's pretty impressive. We got Kirsten Lewis Williams of of Lake Norman on the on the stream. Love to get you on. Just you know, raise your hand. I can I can plug you in, Kirsten. When we talk about this game with Charlotte Catholic, I, I would love to hear your thoughts about that game. Um, I want to uh, ask you guys about. 
uh, Isaiah Evans tonight. Uh, he hit all these shots to force overtime, force overtime. Then he just took over. Kevin Durant was over at Myers Park, but, I mean, he was doing a, like a high school version of Kevin Durant, getting to the baseline, hitting that mid-range pull-up with the kind of little fadeaway to it. Uh, I, Rick, I've co- covered high school basketball and, and basketball period in Charlotte since 1988. That is the best high school. And this is not like – uh, what's that thing that you say? Spur of the moment. It's no, not, uh, yeah. you know, it's not that. I don't know that there's a little saying for that. It's not that. This is. I, I thought about this as we were geared to do this. That's the best single game performance I've ever seen by a high school basketball player. I mean, he was he was incredible tonight. I do not pick Mr. Basketball. Rick and Randall pick Mr. Basketball, but if it was up to me, it's over tonight. Kenny Smith voice, it's over, ladies. It's over, baby. It's over. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, he's just, he's just he's just different. <laughs> I mean, it, there's not high school guys that can score like that. He's just different. I've seen guys who can fill it up. I've seen Devon Dotson who can score. I've seen uh, John Wall who can score. I've seen uh, Ian Miller, who's probably the best guard I've covered in Charlotte, score the basketball like crazy. This guy's unreal. I mean, he just scores, score. I mean, there's nothing you can do. He's 6'7". He rises up over top of you, and it's going in. Well, the thing about it, Langston, you know, you know, Chambers took the lead, and they would go up by three and four points. Every single time, they would bring the ball down, and Isaiah would be – I mean, they would deny him the ball. He would somehow get the ball. And I don't care whether it was from the corner, top of the circle, and someone was in his face, he just rose above him and knocked it yeah. down. And, you know, yeah. you know, especially to send the game into overtime when he hit back-to-back threes. I mean – Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, Rick. Hold on, hold that thought. Gary, I got a question for you, Coach. Coach Richmond. Yes. Chambers is up four points with 5.7 seconds left. They're up four. All right? No, up three, rather. Up three. With 5.7 seconds left. They get the ball to Isaiah. He's dribbling up the court between two and three dudes. It's like he's ping-ponging off dudes. What do you do right there? Do you foul? You foul. put him on the line for two? You foul. You shoot the three? You foul. Well, they didn't foul. And he, he hit one of the most ridiculous three-point shots I've ever seen. He, he got bumped. He, he got, he's already he got bumped proven. going to his – yeah, Early well, in the Gary. season, he could knock down that three uh, in that no, type not, of situation. Not, not this one, Gary. He got bumped sideways, so his body was, like, facing the crowd, and he's running. I mean, he's literally running. His body's facing the crowd, and he just kind of throws it up with a shooting motion from 35, 40 feet. I'm like, no way. And it goes in. You got to foul him. You got to <laughs> foul him. Because I like my chances uh, of getting a defensive rebound because he – he, with that much time left, he's got to make one, and then he's got to miss one. Yeah, and you got to count on getting the offensive rebound. So you got to foul in that situation. You just can't play hope defense. You yeah, know, I hope he misses. Well, he he did it to he did it to Chambers at Chambers, and it was deja vu all over again at North Met and. It was one of those situations where he was coming down the court and you just knew he was going to make it. I mean, because he's already made all these tough shots uh, leading up to that shot. So it was a situation. As soon as he catches it, you got to foul him. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think they tried to foul him like we was coming up the court because he looked like like a little like a pinball. He was pinball. Yeah, he he was looked pinball. like a little pinball going up the court, bouncing off. The defenders but coming they, up. They didn't really make a good effort to foul him, though. No, they didn't. Um, that, I, I'll be honest with you. That's a situation where he's on the perimeter and he has the ball, 
it's almost like I'm going to foul him and take my chance at the free throw line. Yeah, I, I foul. I mean, because he made, I mean, just a couple of silly shots in regulation and a sillier shot in, in, in the first overtime. I'm definitely fouling him. I mean, but he's he's a special player. I mean, I've seen a lot of high school kids who can score, but I got a buddy of mine uh, that we, we have a little basketball chat, and he he, he, think, he says he's him, you know, he's slim, he's him. And, you know, he, he can score like I've very rarely seen. Well, here's the other thing, like – and we've talked about this before. Of all the players in that class that's ranked like in the top five, mm-hmm. he has the most dog in him of any of them. <laughs> the way he plays with confidence, I mean, you, he wants the ball. You know, he wants it, and he's he thinks that every shot's going in. And tonight, yeah. almost all of them did go in. Well, I want to hear from the guy who was at the game, Cameron. What was it like being at the tell? What was it like being at the game? Troy, let's start there. I mean, it was the most surreal high school game I've ever been to. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. I, to put it into words, it's almost hard just to to see. You know, North makes up forty-one twenty-five at halftime. Right. You know that team as a whole, as Rick says, has that dog in them. You know, they come back, they take like a five-point lead at one point, if I'm not mistaken, and then. You know, Isaiah Evans just pulls an Isaiah Evans. He goes for 62, not only a career high, but a program <laughs> high. I mean, it was a phenomenal game. It's the second It's the second most points in Mecklenburg County history uh, uh, behind uh, Cam Hamilton and Chambers had uh, 63 in 2017. Um, Gary, when you heard about that, what do you think? I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the toughest conference <laughs> in North Carolina. So he's he's not only hitting 62 points, he's doing it against, you know, one of the top four teams in the state. Yeah. So, and I'm sure they threw body after body after body at him. You know, he probably faced four different defenders all night long, double teams, triple teams, and they hit 62 in a game of that magnitude. <laughs> and, and he missed That's three free throws. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to do that in a regular season game when you're playing the bottom of the conference or a non-conference game in, you know, in November. But in March or the end of February, when you're playing the best teams in the state against your arch rival who knows everything you like to do. They know every set the North runs and you know, they're, they're playing the set. They know what's coming, and it's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a, that's the feeling defenders had in the NBA when they played against Michael Jordan. <laughs> I, think, you know, I, think we're, I think we're looking at a kid who's going to be historically special in, in this area. I think he has a real shot to, to be that. Um, I, I, was just, I was just so impressed by the shots he was making, I was like looking. I'm just like my mouth is open. It's crazy that you know he's making these shots. It's just crazy. Well, I hope Randall Clark. Ran, hold on. Randall Clark's on the on the show. We finally got Randall out of, out in the Dominican Republic. Are, are you sober enough to talk? I to am him? sober enough to talk. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Let let me let me rerun real quick since we got you. Your girl, Monica Thomas, is mad at you because you didn't put her in the Mr. Miss Basketball Final Three. She went alternated with Tiger. Can she do it again? At Lake she's North? mad at me for plenty of reasons other than that, but she's gonna have to. I mean, in order for her team to keep rolling, she's gonna have to keep steering the ship. And uh 
she's going to have to have a really, really big performance, kind of like what we talked about on Sunday. Um, she's going to have to have a, 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 the game of her life, and she's more than capable of doing it. Um, but Lake Norman is well coached. You know, we've talked about them all season. You know, they have kids that just do their job. And uh, I think I know they're going to be ready. So it's a tall task at hand, but it gets Who's winning? Did you get that? No, I didn't get that. Put me on the spot. I feel like Gary on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think Kirsten's still here. <laughs> oh, Kirsten's still here. Like, yeah. Listen, listen, I said it before, and I will say it again. When I pick a team, I ride them till I can't ride them anymore. So I, I'm going to have to go with Lake Norman again. All right. All right. Um, what did you think when you heard about Isaiah Evans? And I mean, I want to say I wasn't surprised, but, I mean, if this is this is becoming like a nightly thing for him. I mean, the, the things that – that guy does on the floor is just unbelievable and big shot after big shot after big shot. It's amazing. Uh, he can flat out score the basketball. He can score the basketball at all three levels. And he just has a will to win that you don't see in a lot of high school athletes. You never see his confidence waver. Um, and he lives for those big moments. And I wasn't surprised when I saw that he came up big again. He hasn't had a game under 30 points in the entire playoffs so far. <laughs> He's probably averaging 40 in the playoffs right now. Rick, I want to ask you about Saturday's games, but before we get to that, I want to ask you about the site of Saturday's games. The State Association put out a list today. Uh, the Western Regionals are going to be at either Astro Reynolds, Morgan & Freedom, Greensboro, Grimsley, McDowell, or Providence. So all, there'll be four, four of those sites will be used. Do you uh, – you know, assume, let's assume that the four is in Charlotte. Hopefully, I mean, do you think that those are a good sites given the, what we have? I, I think we, we we sort of beat this dead horse. Um, you know, I I think a game like this should be at Bojangles or somewhere a bigger arena. I think this would be the pinnacle of high school basketball in North Carolina. You have you know two of the top you know public school teams at the four A level. I, I really believe that those two teams played in a big enough arena they could get 10,000 fans to the game. And I think that would be the ultimate success for the um, public school basketball. Um, yeah. You know, I, I do. I, th- I just think, you know, you know, you have to sell what your, your strengths are. And the strengths are at the public school level is you got to look at, you know, the fan support, the excitement, the atmosphere. And it, there's no reason why North Carolina can't duplicate what – happens in Indiana the way they do their playoff system and they average 10,000 plus fans for the playoffs. Yeah. In, in defense of the state association, they have to kind of do what the membership asks. So when they had the thing in Greensboro, which I thought worked well, the Greensboro Annex and Gary talked about it the other day, how he remembers going up with coaches of other teams and they're cheering each other on in the annex. The annex is five, 6,000. It's big enough to hold the crowds, got great parking. Uh, it's pretty centrally located. It's right off the highway. It's easy to get to. Um, I like that situation better where you had the semifinals and the finals at the Annex in Greensboro, then everybody could come and watch the game. Uh, I think the association needs to go back to something like that, but they have to do what the membership kind of directs them to do. And the membership said, we didn't like that arrangement years ago, so they've switched. They went to Lenore Ryan, which is obviously too small. Now they switched to go to this home site thing. And I hope after this year, 
somebody will say, let's look at a larger venues. There's so many in Charlotte you could use. Charlotte, even Spectrum Centers hosts high school games. Uh, Davidson, Winget, there's so many places. And I think if you do it early enough, you can get it planned out well. Well, you can have all these great games. I would like to see the West Charlotte Central Cabarrus game, but it, you know it's going to be somewhere different. Are, are the boys and girls playing at the same site, Lance? Yeah, boys and girls at the same site, but these classes are different sites. So I mean, you know, West Charlotte could be at Grimsley or, or Freedom or Asheville, um, and that's assuming that they don't put the four A boys at McDowell and girls, which is the biggest of those sites. You know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but it, it's going to be interesting. It, it, I, I have, it, I have the long term solution. It won't go do any good this weekend. All right, but CMS builds a new high school about every three years. Yep. The next high school that they build, CMS, along with um, the county commissioner, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and the city council, should go in a third each to build a gymnasium on a CMS campus large enough to accommodate these crowds in the future. And then whenever there's a playoff game, everybody knows ahead of time, this is where it's going to be played. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I like that idea. I heard that on the football side. Uh, Greg Clues, the longtime AD at Myers Park, used to always say that we need a regional football stadium in Charlotte. And I think you're right. We probably do need a regional basketball stadium in Charlotte because, like in Rock Hill, when they have a big football game, there's go District Three. It's big enough. They don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, and I think you know if we had a gym that could seat five thousand. Uh, that would be a great thing. Now, other schools might be jealous because you got that big, nice gym. But I think uh, I think that'd be a great thing. And, and really, and, and I said the county, and then I said uh, CMS. But what I meant to say instead of the city is Johnson C. Smith. It only seats about two thousand less than. 2, no, I'm not talking about playing the game there. I'm talking about they need a new gym too. Oh, oh, absolutely. absolutely. So they they go in a third. Because their football oh, stadium is owned by you, Parks got you, and Rec. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. That, that could so, make sense. And, and they're, they're talking about building a gym as well. Yeah, if they need a gym, the school system needs a bigger gym. And, you know, they understand that we're going in this three ways. CMS, the county, and Johnson C. Smith. And when it comes – because the, the, the college season is over for Johnson C. Smith at yeah. this time of year. So Absolutely. that gym would be open. And that's where it should play, you know, because I know Smith doesn't have the money to build it by itself. That's a great idea. With the county and CMS being a public entity, money's not going to be that much of a problem. It's just a matter of getting the right people to vote for it. And that solves your solution. No, I like that. That that is a great idea. And then 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 and then that solves the, the association's issue of money as well. You know, trying to rent out these places for so many days, but that that'd be a great solution. Um, Rick, let's talk about the game. Myers Park North Met. What's going to be the difference in the game? Who you think is going to win the game? Uh, no matter where it's played. You know, you know, I have to think about that one. You know, the thing about it is, which I mentioned earlier, Myers Park definitely has the best starting five at the public school level. But when you have a player like Isaiah Evans and he just wants to put the team on his shoulders and carry them, you got to find someone that can stop him. Um, and, you know, in the process of trying to stop him, he may foul out some guys trying to defend him and stop him during the course of the way. So mm-hmm. it's one of those games where you almost feel like North Mech has been, you know, not talked about as much as – say, Myers Park, they may be a little bit of a Cinderella-type team. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if North Mech wins the game and 
Isaiah Evans goes off for another 40-plus uh, performance. Well, Cam, what do you think? Um, man, I, I mean, if you can top the game that I just watched tonight, I mean, it could happen between Myers Park and North Mac. I mean, they were the two that I had in the regional final. I, mean, I filled out a bracket and did everything like that. But so, I mean, they're the two best teams in the West for sure. I mean, they're just – it's hard to pick this game because, like Rick was talking about, I mean, you got a great start in five, but Myers Park lacks depth. Isaiah never comes off the floor for North Meg, but I think they've got a little bit more bench depth. So, I mean, it, North Meg had a sophomore and a freshman on the court in overtime tonight playing guard. Yeah, and uh, Coach Lewis mentioned that. You know, uh, he had two 10th graders giving big minutes. So, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to take North Meg by like four points. Wow. And Rick, who did you say was going to win? What was your pick? Uh, toss up. Give us a pick. I think Richard, at the end of the day, if you, if, you, if you go by overall talent on paper, Myers Park would be the favorite to win. But I tell you what, the, these teams better get um, North Mech this year. Of course, again, you know, you look at Myers Park, they got a very young team too. They return everybody except Elijah Strong. But if you look yeah. at North Mech, they have some young talent. They're going to they be everybody. They're going to basically return. Every, I think they have one one starter who's a football player that's that's in the starting lineup. But outside of that, you know, they're going to be a national power next year. And as you always know, there's going to be someone coming up through the the middle school ranks that's going to come into North Mech that you don't expect. It's going to be a high level player. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, that could be a great game. All right, so I know you're saying toss up on the west side. And you're saying Richmond on the east side. No, who's I, the eventual? No, Holly Springs on the east side. Oh, Holly Springs on the eastern side. Who's the eventual state champion? Is it Holly Springs or one of these two western teams? Rich? I think the champion comes from the west. Either North Mac or Myers Park would be the winner. Gary, same question. Um, you know, North has been a part of the toughest conference in the state since 2007. You know. It's it's fluctuated between North and Chambers and West Charlotte, and, uh, even a couple of years with Hopewell. Um, but what is the common denominator of those sixteen years that we're talking about? And it's Dwayne Lewis. It's Dwayne. Mm. I'm going with coaching. Everybody's talking about players. Dwayne's got four days to prepare for Myers Park. I'm putting my money on Dwayne. He's gonna figure it out. And you know, of course, I'm a little partial to North, being a graduate, but <laughs> a little, little, a little, a little, a little bit. <laughs> but I, I'm, I think Dwayne will come up with a plan, and uh, I'm picking North. And who's winning the state championship? Whoever's in the West. Whoever's in the West can. So North, just play North. You said North is going to win. Just play North. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gary's doing his little north to you. North, north, north. With the sun going up, north, north. Cam? Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to go with coaching. And that's kind of why I picked who I did as well. Um, yeah, Coach Lewis, this will be his fourth straight regional uh, final appearance. Um, he won in 2020 when they had, like, the, the co-champion year with COVID and all that. They would have they won that year. Yeah, I mean, probably so. So, I mean, it's – not Not probably. I'm not going to say it's nothing official, so I'm not going to say it. But, not you know. probably. <laughs> no, All right. But um, I saw uh, Trey 
your boy came on here, so I was going to invite him to speak because he uh, requested to. Trey not, not going to say anything. Trey not going to say what you mean. I'm right here. Well, what do you have to say, Trey? I was just I was just listening to the conversation. I thought I would give a little input. It's a big game, you know, Myers Park North. I was listening to you guys. Uh, I mean, as someone, like, if you want my input on the game, as someone who's been there, bright lights, you know, state state final, I think you always always got to give a chance to the team the best player on the floor. Um and right now he's, I mean, like you guys have been saying the whole night, he's uh, on a scoring stretch that's probably the best the city's ever seen. So I think you always got to give him a shot. Um, again, I haven't been in the city in a while, so I don't know too much about Myers Park and North, but that's just my input on the game. I think you got to give you When you win the state championship game, the best player on the court was on the other team. It's Bam Adebayo, NBA it All-Star. Yeah, it was. So how did I you guys, said, over, just, you guys said, overcome that? I, I said you always got to give him a shot. Always got to give him okay. a chance. All right. And I mean, in that in that game, we, uh, I think everybody knows that that Grant kind of had Bam's number the two times we played him. So I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Myers Park has that type of answer for Isaiah. But we'll see. Randall, Randall, who's going to guard Isaiah? Is Sir Muhammad going to take the test? I would think so. If yeah. if I'm if I'm in that conversation, if people consider me to be a top 100 kid, just like he is, I would. I would take that that task on hand. I would go to coach. I wouldn't even, you know, I I got him. You know, that's that's just the type of player I was. Um, it makes the most sense for him to guard him. I think oh. he can he can he can he can give him problems. Um, How they, tall is Sir though? Sir's six seven six six. six, six Everybody same they, okay. they they were, they, they were the photo shoot. They were the same. I mean, they, they were in this, in this I, same I, matchup. In this same matchup last year, they pretty much canceled each other out. The difference in the game ended up being Jordan Crawford, and you know the difference was that game was at North. Uh, is every? I'm guessing everybody's rolling North right now. Is is that the that's the consensus? No, no. I I'm, I, I we we I, know you I, got really Mars Park, man. I, I really hey, listen, think. listen. But Trey, <laughs> but Trey I, oh yeah, Randall Red, absolutely has Mars Park. Trey, I'm consistent. I've been riding. Listen, it's been Lake Norman on the girls' side all season. It's been Myers Park on the boys' right. side, even when they even when they lost game. So I'm not changing. I'm not about to switch up now. I hear you. I think I think if I think if Myers Park gets into a close game with North Mac and they do the right things with Evans and just don't let him go one on one. One four, you know, one I mean, four flat. Just, and just go at guys. Can't let Isaiah beat you. It seems, but, it seems but, but but he keep, but it keeps happening. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I understand. If, if, you, I if, you, if you if you run dudes at him and say, "I'm gonna make this sophomore beat me over there. I'm gonna make this freshman beat me over there," but he's not going to beat me. I yeah. think Marsh Park wins. But if they let him, if they let nah. him shoot the basket, and if, the basket gets big as a is a, a truck tire. I've seen, it, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times where people's egos get in the way. They, oh, we're gonna play this. We're gonna play this person or this team man to man. Just to no, I'm not doing it. It's like I said all season long. If I was playing against Carmel, I'm gonna sit in the two three zone. I'm gonna know where Burnham is. I'm gonna know where Kamani <laughs> is. I'm gonna make y'all. You are gonna have to make a bunch of jump shots to beat me tonight. It's right. the same thing here. I'm not gonna let Isaiah Evans beat me. I'm taking the ball out of his hands every chance I get. I'm going to make somebody else on that team make shots for 32 minutes. I mean, you can't do that for a whole game. I'm not saying I'm not saying Isaiah's not going to score. Scores are going to score, but I'm going to make it as hard as possible, and I'm going to make somebody else on, the, on that team beat. <laughs> right, right. I don't mean this, this, like, this man scores like I hadn't seen. <laughs> I mean, he was chasing over people. No, it's crazy. No, I agree. Is, I agree. He scores like crazy, but I've seen him enough to where I don't feel I don't feel like I've ever 
been at a game where I'm watching him and I'm like, wow, they're really trying to take the ball in his hand. I no, mean, that's, that's very true. That's very true. It's really get the ball in the mid post. He's going to do what he does in the mid post. He gets the ball in the wing. He does what he does from the wing. He catches the ball at the top. It's like, it's like we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna guard him straight up and just hope that he misses. If that's your game plan, you're not gonna beat him. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. I think it, I mean it's just Myers Park is gonna have to set the tone early on that front. You just can't let him because once he sees a couple yeah. go in in the best, yeah, year, you gotta you so gotta come out. His, you gotta take they can out come out. They can come out set the tone early. Maybe slow the game down a little bit. Um, I think that'll be a good recipe for success, but. Myers Park has three high major basketball players. Uh, Elijah Strong has gotten some high major offers uh, or interest, at least, since he decommitted from Wofford. So they have four legitimate, legitimate college basketball players. And North Mac, you know, Isaiah, is, 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 it's almost like he's standing there by himself. I mean, shouldn't Myers Park win this game easy, fellas, or is he that good? I mean, he's I mean, that good. I mean, and, and don't think they don't have, you know, a, a good, you know, accompaniment. I mean, Trey Maxwell's a good player. Um, I forget his name, but uh, he's one of their starting forwards. Uh, he starts small forward. I mean, he can shoot it lights out. He got he got fouled out early tonight, but I mean they've got a good um, you Christian know, Christian Foy. Yeah, yes, yeah, Christian yeah. Foy. He fouled out um, late fourth quarter, but I mean you know they've got guys that can play alongside of Evans. I mean Evans don't have to score sixty. I mean tonight he did, but and uh, you You've seen that story too many times just to take the team who got the more talent. Like you've seen that. I'm just trying to. Tonight. I'm just trying to start. I'm just trying to start a conversation, man. I, I'm <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Now, obviously, y'all know I'm out of town, so like I missed the overtime. Cam, did you just say he scored sixty tonight? Sixty-two. Sixty-two. <laughs> He missed three free throws. He would have been the all-time Mecklenburg County scorer if he didn't miss. Man, it's the second highest, second highest scoring performance yeah. ever in Mecklenburg County. Nah. Ever. Yeah. And yeah. Randall, they weren't easy shots either. <laughs> I, nah, like I saw, I saw the, I saw the one descended to overtime, and I was like, oh yeah, like you, there's nothing you can do with that. <laughs> you know, it's, now, I'm, now, granted, the one, the, one in the, the one in the corner was the one in the corner. Yeah, the one in the corner. I'm like, there's nothing you can do with that. Like you just gotta. You just got had to tip your hat to him. No, but that was the great that was the greatest shot they hit the runner to put it in the second overtime when he was pointing one way, shooting the other. I mean, I me my my baby boy Kamani was sitting there looking over my shoulder and we were watching that. And it's like, did you just see that? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it it's uh it's rare that you see that in, in high school basketball. I mean, I've seen a couple guys that kind of hit this hit this level. And it is special to watch. And I think, you know, people – I hate that more people can't go. I hope it's in Providence, number one, but I hate that more people are not going to be able to see it uh, than, than, would, than would otherwise. But, look, guys, been, I said we're going to keep this to an hour. It's been a great conversation. Trey, thanks for jumping on. Um, if anybody, you know, wants to make a comment before we quit, I'll, I'll let you in real quick. But I uh, want to thank everybody for coming on. Uh, definitely listen to Talking Preps on, on Monday at 8 o'clock uh, on YouTube, on Charles Observer Twitter, my Twitter. Charles Observer website, Char- uh, News and Observer Raleigh website. It's all over the place. Uh, you can see the replays right now from last week's show. Um, and we'll definitely have coverage on Saturday, and we'll bring the gang all back together uh, and do this Twitter space thing again on Saturday night as we uh, get ready for the state championship game. So I just want to thank everybody for coming on. Cam, thanks for running it. Uh, appreciate y'all, and we'll uh, catch you next time.